Hey everybody, Billy Rainford, Direct Motocross here. As you can see, we've got uh, Dylan Wright, the number nine, coming into this season. Uh, Going to hang out with us here for a little bit. Of course, I want to talk about uh, the first race kind of happened this past weekend. I wasn't able to be there, so I got lots of questions for Dylan. He went 1-1 in a pretty competitive field on the 450. So anyway, Dylan, I'll just uh, introduce you now. Dylan, thank you very much, man, for talking with us. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It uh, should be good. We had a good weekend of racing, so uh, it'll be good to kind of recap on it. Yeah, nice, nice. I saw enough, nothing but ones. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty good. But let's, um, you're sitting there in the Gopher Dunes uh, shop there, and I do believe I heard Derek Schuster's voice behind you. Yes, sir. Just uh, sitting up here in the shop. It's where kind of get the best Wi-Fi around. So uh, just thought I'd come in the shop, and, you know, if anybody wants to buy anything behind me, well, you know, it's for sale. <laughs> Are you on the high bench, that high thing against the window? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know it well. <laughs> You okay, man. Well, uh, let's, um, well, why don't we start? I mean, of course, uh, you know, we've got, uh, we got unlimited tape here, so we'll get to the racing on the weekend, of course, but uh, let's talk. You just came off a very successful season. It's been, I, I want to say it's been a long time coming, but you've always been that kid that we've expected big things. Fun to watch race. You put it all together this year, even with that crazy one in Prince George, man, that was wild. But uh, kind of sum that up, taking home that, how did that feel? And did that do a lot for your confidence? I have to think it did. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely did a lot for my confidence, especially going into the 450 class this year, um, coming off such a good season last year. Um, just kind of tried to build on that um, throughout the winter and keep on progressing and, you know, learn the new bike. Because, I mean, like it or not, it's kind of a big transition, um, even though it's the same chassis and everything. But um, engine wise, it's uh, it's quite a bit of a different bike to ride. So, you know, having that confidence and um, kind of just wanting to keep pushing forward, it definitely helped me throughout the winter. And uh, yeah, like you said, last season, uh, I ended up getting the championship, the triple crown and all that fun stuff, which was uh, which was definitely awesome. And, uh, you know, even moving forward, I uh, definitely want that championship feeling again um, this year coming up. Uh, nice. nice. Hey, did you get to, what did you do with uh, the uh, Rockstar Energy triple crown money? Uh, honestly, just put it away, uh, save it for a rainy day. You know, it's, uh, I don't, I try not to live too much of a luxurious lifestyle. Uh, I try and kind of stay to my roots and stay true to kind of where I'm from. So just kind of put it all away and save it for who knows, maybe buy a house or something. We'll see. Yeah. Hey, yeah I've met your dad. I understand how that has been instilled in you. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he definitely from a young age was definitely good with that. And and he, he tries to help me kind of even growing up, you know, show to make good investments instead of just dumb investments. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with uh, with that. And and I uh, can't thank him and my mom, mostly my mom, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I know I know your dad, too. Uh, well, obviously, both of them are awesome people. And I know your dad always kind of instilled. We've had this talk before and kind of joked about it. But back in, even when you were a little kid and, do, and winning and stuff like that, he taught you to just stay level headed, just stay cool, you know, and you never uh, you never let your head get too swelled up. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. He he would if I was even a minorly cocky or something at the track, he would he would let me know. That's for sure. You know, just to be humble and stay true to my roots, even if uh, you know, even if you're winning all the time. You know, there's always someone faster and someone better out there that's coming to beat you. So, um, always got to keep pushing forward because you know, if you want to keep winning, you just you got to. The sport progresses so fast, so it's kind of just uh, keep pushing forward and and try and improve on everything we can. 
right now everybody always makes a big deal you know when a kid comes you know he races the 250 class for a few years it's like oh how's he going to do on a 450 well even when you're a junior your kids are out there riding 450s in fact i borrowed your 450 one time at that mmrs race and that you even told me you were afraid of how fast that damn thing was that thing was ridiculous but uh, 450s you're comfortable on it you weren't i mean it's not like oh god a 450 you're just like you've ridden them before yeah, no, exactly. I didn't, I didn't ride it as an amateur. I was always a two-stroke guy. My parents, well, my dad kept me on a two-stroke for a long time, but, uh, you know, and I love him for that. But I mean, I was racing against 450s and sometimes I kind of be like, oh, dang, I wish I was on one just to, you know, have that extra power. But the bike, especially the 450s nowadays, like the Honda, it's, it's got a lot of power, a lot more power than a lot of people would even be able to use all of it but it's there if you need it and that's kind of the, the nice part you know if you make a mistake in a corner you can still get back up to speed super easily and uh yeah the, that first time I was on a 450 it was probably my first year pro actually um when I was 16 and even then I was like man this thing this thing's too fast for me the torque and everything but now I'm a little older a little stronger a little wiser too you know to let the throttle off when stuff kind of gets hairy so um that's definitely it's come a long way in that aspect so it's uh it's good and I like riding the bike obviously you can't ride it like a 250 because I mean maybe only Matt Gerke can hold on to it like that but um but yeah no it's been fun nice now what what's kind of you I mean that's kind of a tough lesson to learn I mean I know you're down in Florida and you've always been a fun kid to watch ride I mean obviously the 125s all the time just holding it wide open throwing the bike all over the place people were of course worried you do try to do the same thing on the 450 have you managed to, uh, you know, what, what's the main thing people have told you to do with getting used to that 450? Yeah, I mean, obviously the main guy that I would have in my corner that helps me with riding is Colton, and he's helped me quite a bit. Um, honestly, the transition was pretty good because I watch him ride a lot um, just at the practice track or when we're racing or anything. I watch him ride a lot, so I knew about where I needed to be power-wise to have the bike hook up and not spin and then, you know, not lug like too much. So, um I had a good mentor to, to kind of watch and help me through the transition because he had to do it. So he'd been there, done that. So it was kind of, it was nice for me. And he kind of knew the direction that I wanted to go. And he knows my style with working with me for so long. So it's been more, it's been more trying to tame my riding a little bit down to be, use less energy and kind of use the power um, the way it can be used. Um, as opposed to a 250, you know, you kind of got to work the bike as much as possible. Whereas a 4 you don't have to, you're allowed, you can be a little bit more like just smoother on the throttle and not have to hit it and just kind of use that to your advantage a little bit. So he's been, he's been a huge help with me for that. And even with bike setup, I mean, he's ridden the bike, so he knows how to set it up, which was a huge um, thing right off the bat last fall with, with him was like, he knew where I should try my forks and go from there. And I haven't moved too too far from our original setting which is nice so um we've tried a bunch of stuff but uh, we i always go back to close to what colt's kind of setting was when we started so um that was obviously uh, made my transition easier and i mean even now i'm still working to kind of get away from the 250 habits a little bit because sometimes when i'm riding or i'm pushing sometimes i get that habit and i got to tell myself okay this isn't a 250 you know, calm down and just kind of ride it the way it needs to be ridden because that's when, and ultimately I'm going faster. So that's, um, it's still a work in progress, but you know, we're getting there. It's, uh, it's all about trying to perfect the craft. Well, for anybody who's watching here, at least, at least tell them you're still going to be fun to watch. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, I can, I can assure it'll be fun to watch. Um, just maybe a little bit smoother than we're used to seeing, but um, definitely keep my style. You know, I grew up riding like that. So I try and keep my little twist on, on a riding style and how I think it should be done, you know. So um, Cole has his twist. I've got my twist. So, you know, it's like, it'll always be there, you know, that fun, exciting, you know, kind of throw the bike around a little bit. That's, and that's not going to go away. So um, I just have fun, you know, when I'm doing – when I'm doing that, throwing the bike around, getting a little bit loose, I, I enjoy that. And, uh, and, you know, it's that that's what's fun for me. And that's my kind of take on it. So, yeah. Hey, how tall are you now? What are you, what are you weighing these days? Uh, like six foot, six and a half, something like that. Like, um, and 173, about give or take changes per day. You know how she goes. <laughs> hey, now, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but I went all the way down to Florida to see you ride down at uh, dreamland there. And all I, uh, all yep. I got was a photo of maybe a bike uh, shooting off into the woods or something. Was that, was that trying to get used to the 450 thing or was that just a random thing? And was that, was that something, I don't know how much you want to say. Yeah, I was actually down there for, when I get down there, I was down there for two days prior to this this incident. Um, I had ridden the 450 a lot in the fall um, prior to the winter and uh, to going to Geneva and everything. Like I'd ridden the 450 since outdoors finished. Um, I was practicing on it um, even during the Supercross. I would ride Supercross maybe like once a week on the 250 and ride the 450 the rest of the time because I knew that was going to be my focus moving forward. So I had a lot of time on it, and then I went down south and uh to dreamland there and i i mean i probably got a little excited you know i hadn't ridden in a in about a month month and a half or so you know you're a little bit rusty but just got down there and i just it was kind of a little dumb mistake on my part uh, i hit a hole the wrong way coming out of a turn and i don't know if you remember chad reed from when was that 2013 something like that when he went off the side of the tabletop yeah, very, lucky, very lucky yeah kind of the same ordeal i hit a hole at the bottom and it like kind of spit me sideways and i slid off the i slid off the lip and i took a hard right but there just happened to be a few trees to the right hand side of the jump so i i basically kind of just picked the best spot between the trees to go through with my body and let the bike i don't even know hit the hit the rest but <laughs> yeah so it was kind of just a it was a fluke thing i wouldn't say it was really any anything it was kind of just wrong place wrong time I guess um but it was all right I I was hurting for a few days after uh right when you were there actually I was hurting but uh I got checked out and everything was good and uh I didn't end up breaking anything or nothing so that was good it just took uh I think I took three four days off the bike you know to kind of kind of heal and fix the bike up a little bit because she was a little bent out of shape but um so yeah for everybody listening I mean even it happens to the best of us you know um sometimes it stuff just happens and it's a little out of your control but you just uh like me you pick yourself up dust yourself off and keep going you know <laughs> nice now, now right after that because I was down there for a little bit I went to a friend's wedding and everything down there Brendan Goldstein shout out to him but uh right after that is when the whole coronavirus thing was taking off and we were down there in Florida it's like oh man are they going to shut the borders well, what did you do right around then when yeah. did you get home yeah we um we were actually at the farm at Carmichael's place um when it was all kind of started going south because actually my fiance was down the week prior because I came, 
I came back up to Montreal and Toronto bike show. And then we went, she came back down with me for a week. And that's when the coronavirus was starting to happen, like over in China and stuff. And we were like, oh, is it going to make it over here or what, whatnot? But no one really thinks about it. Um, that, that, oh, it could happen over here, you know? And then she came home and then literally like three days later, it was like, oh, this is, this is a problem. Um, and then we didn't think too much about it. We kind of just kept training, doing our thing, tried to avoid going into Tallahassee as much as possible to go get groceries. Like we'd go once a week, do our thing and get back and stay at the farm. But then it started getting worse and we got a text actually from, uh, from Josh at GPF. And uh, he was like, he's like, man, this is pretty serious. And that uh, they were going to like um, deploy like the national guard and stuff. So that's when we call, I called Derek Tanner and I, and we were like, man, this is getting pretty serious. Is it, is the weather decent enough to ride at home? So that was kind of our idea was if the weather's decent enough to ride at home and this was, I don't even know, maybe the second week of March, first or second week of March, um, we were like, we could go home and ride and still get our work in. Um, obviously not nearly as warm and as fun, but, um, you know, we, we opted to head out that same week, actually two days after that and, um, come home because we were having some good weather here in Ontario. Um, that was rideable. Gopher was open. The back to our like testing training track was open and ready to go. So we opted to come back and, and, uh, kind of just stay in our trailers like we do, um, down in Florida and just keep on our routine. We built a gym up top of the shop here at the, at the dunes, you know, since all the gyms were closed, we were like, dang, we got to still, we got to still put in our work. Um, so we just, we went out, bought some equipment and kind of made it happen. And uh, I mean, we're still kind of reaping the benefits of it right now because no gyms are still open. So it was kind of a good investment for us to do that. And well, I guess, we've just been waiting to go racing. Really. We're good to go. Everybody I'm healthy. I'm ready to go. Tanner South is ready to go. The team's good to go. So we just, uh, we're just waiting for, for that race and, uh, that first race and make it happen. Nice. Now you, you say you're upstairs at the shop there. Now I know that's where, uh, Colton Fasciati has his shop and everything is, is he in there in the gym? So I, I can't, is Colton in there working hard in the gym or was he, what's, what's his gym program? <laughs> that's actually funny. Um, Oh, oh, great, great. We got that question and we freeze. Just waiting for it to come back here. Is it going to come back? Uh, he's working there, but he won't. Uh, he doesn't venture off too far from the suspension stuff to come over to the shop, uh, into the into the gym, sorry. He, uh, he actually brought us some equipment from home because Jocelyn texted me saying, Hey, you need some equipment. It's uh, it's only collecting dust down in the basement. So, Amazing. um, yeah, so he brought us some equipment and kind of pitched in, which was nice. Um, but yeah, he, uh, it's tight. We can't even get him to come on bicycles. He's, he's just he's the full family man working, you know, he comes in, he works eight to four whenever he needs to work really. Cause he's been busy. So, which is good. Um, but yeah, no, uh, no gym for Cole. He's, he's just the rider trainer, suspension tech. He pretty much does it all to be honest, <laughs> but no gym. He's he gym's out and we got him on the bike only a couple times. Um, and even that he's just like, I mean, he's done it for so long. It's nice for him to have a little break. Okay. 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 Now. Okay. So let's get to, uh, some riding and stuff. I mean, the first, 
I guess the first time I got to see you out here was at, uh, at the Walton National Prep kind of day where they prep the track and everything. And we had a couple of the top guys. I was kind of watching. I didn't want to get, you know, I didn't want to, obviously, the virus and all that stuff. We didn't want to screw around with uh, getting the Walton folks in trouble by you know, we wanted to do all their stuff. So I kind of left you alone. But I was kind of noticing between, I mean, obviously, you and Cole Thompson, a couple of the fast 450 guys, you guys seem to be uh, kind of all business out there, man. You were putting in some fast laps. You're looks like you're working on stuff. And so was he like, is that what you took that day as you really put uh, in some work there? Testing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, that was a business day for us for sure. I mean, I'm going to speak for myself and for Tanner on that. We, we went there with a purpose, you know, they prepped the track for us to kind of do some testing and that's what we were doing. To be honest, we were, uh, we were testing suspension, a few engine stuff, a few chassis stuff. And I mean, Justin was there, my mechanic, um, Colton was there, you know, so we were, we were all business. There was no screwing around. I mean, we were taking lap times and I mean, the best case to taste, test some stuff is kind of in a race scenario. So I got to put myself a little bit in that kind of race scenario to see how it's going to work. Um, when, when we drop the gate here soon. So, um, definitely was a was a work day was it fun yes it was fun the track was great I think the guys at Walton did an awesome job and it was awesome for us and you know even the other team guys like Cole and Sam Gaynor and everybody you know I feel like it was a great day and it was a productive day for all of us but um yeah I feel like till the end of the day I wasn't I didn't talk to that many people you know we just got our work done and we treated it as like you know it's uh almost like a mini race day but not not really. We just got to test some stuff and we got, we had to get our job done. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of comes down to that prior to the season, we got to get our job done and teams got to get their job done. So, um, was it fun? Yes, it was fun. Though. <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy riding my dirt bikes. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt so good to be there and I was, now we got to get to what, uh, I was really bummed that I couldn't be there uh, on this past weekend there for that, uh, that AMO race, some top, yeah. uh, top level guys, you pros kind of guys showed up there. Uh, you went one one, Tim Trombley two two, Cole Thompson three three. Uh, that's your podium. But uh, I want to talk because I wasn't there. I really want to talk about the racing. I mean, was it like a like qualifying gate pick? How did they actually do the pro level stuff? And uh, take us through how the day went for me, if you wouldn't mind. Let's, uh, I want to kind of hear all about it. Yeah, it was. It was on. First off, it was nice to see some racing happen back in Ontario. Uh, well, in Canada, actually, in general, um, to get back racing, it was it was kind of refreshing, a refreshing feeling, you know, waking up, it's like a race day morning, you know, it, although it is a local race for us, it's not a national, we don't have everything on the line, but I mean, it was still fun to wake up and be like, all right, we're going racing, like we're going to drop the gate. So first and foremost, that was great. And I think the crew here, I mean, I'm going to be, I, I'm here a lot. I think the crew here kind of deserves a pat on the back. They did an awesome job from everybody from the workers to Derek and Carrie, you know, they did everything they possibly could to not have any issues with township and bylaw and I don't know, whoever. Uh, I feel like they did an awesome job with that. Um, so, I mean, hats off to those guys. They made it, they made it work. And I think, I think it went super smoothly. So um, hopefully that moving forward will be good. Um, will be a good test for kind of the nationals and stuff. And I know Walton, um, Brett and Mel were here, you know, to kind of see how it was going to go and stuff for their racing. So it's nice to see the promoters putting some effort in and, you know, kind of getting it done for us racers. Um, and then I honestly think having so many entries was great to see too. It was like, oh, wow, we can, you know, we can pull these entries. There's a lot of people racing and 
and uh, a lot of people, you know, have the time right now to do it. So it was, it was awesome to see such a great turnout. And it was awesome to see the 50 class too. The 50 class was like full gates and all their classes. And, you know, that's kind of refreshing as someone who loves the sport, you know, it's, it's like, okay, we got some young up and comers coming up through the ranks. So it's uh, all in all, I think it was a great weekend. Uh, even my racing, you know, although my racing went great, um, it was nice to see um, the other side of like the promoter and the racing go great for everybody else as well. So, I mean, hats off to everybody that came out. Um, it was nice to see. And, nice. Uh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, it looks like I was going to say Derek really rolled his sleeves up, but then I just saw him walk by there in a tank top. So I guess he uh, ripped his sleeves right off. Yeah, let's say you wearing a you wearing a tank top today. It's hot out here today. We were riding, and I was like, "Dang, it's it it hasn't been hot like this for a while." So, um, yeah, although it is drier, it is dry in this area as well. We haven't got rain, and feels like forever. Right. Hey, now, okay. Well, let's t take us through the motos here. I want to. Uh, I I heard. I mean, I read uh, uh, Chris Pomeroy's write up. Uh, I read that because I I didn't uh, unfortunately see what happened, but he said Tim Trombley was kind of right in there and stuff. Take, can you take us through the motos? Take us through. Uh, yeah. How yeah, honestly, the first, I think, the oh, I ran two classes. So I ran the youth um, AB, like an intermediate pro, and then the cash class, I think it's called, um, which is basically the pro class. Um, so the first one was actually the youth moto. Um, got out to a good start, you know, behind uh, Sam Gaynor, who actually beaten on the first lap and uh, put a little gap on the rest of the, on the rest of the guys. And and uh, I was able to kind of ride my own race. Obviously, it's kind of home track here. So um, that's that was nice for me. I kind of knew how the lines were going to develop a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that, I ended up winning that race, which was cute. You know, the GDR Wi-Fi. Okay, we're back. We're back. All right. So, yeah, no, I got a – so the second race, I got a good star. I think it was third um made a couple passes there on the on the first lap and was able to get out front pull a little bit of a gap on tim who was second i think cole was a little bit buried um in the pack a little bit because there was 33 guys in our class so i mean it wasn't uh it wasn't like there was only 10 guys you know it was a big class so cole was a little bit buried and was able to get out front early pull a little bit of gap and uh tim actually was riding really good and then he faded a little bit in that first moto um I was able to I was able to come out with the win by a few seconds here so it was um so that was good I mean I was I was pumped on that I mean it kind of shows me that my riding and my speed's been going good and uh I mean Gopher's always been a track that I like as well so um Intermediate podium. yeah <laughs> we'll see hopefully yeah. um so we'll see um with that and you know it was a good day to test bike setup because the track was nice and rough with all the guys so we're we're bouncing back and forth between a few things um, between some of the motos, so it's a good testing day too. And then the second set after intermission was the the second youth moto, so I I got a crap start that one actually. I uh, I don't know what I was doing. I got off balance off the start and I got it all wrong, so I had to pick my way through the pack a little bit. Um, I think maybe four laps in, I was able to make a pass um, into the lead. I kind of just picked my way through through some of the guys I think it was Sam Thompson who were kind of out front in a little battle and I was able to get by those guys and um you know kind of get out front and have a nice little lead and and uh you know it was good it was fun and
couple in like the third corner or so. And I was able to capitalize on that, get out into the lead. But I think Tim also capitalized on it because he was right behind me on the start. And then we actually had a little battle going there. I mean, the big French Canadian guy, you know, he's been putting in the time down south. He's used to throwing that big sled around. So it, uh, it was fun. I mean, Tim's always been someone I respected a lot as a racer. And I mean, as a, as a guy in general with what he's done in snowcross and stuff. So um, it was actually fun to kind of battle with him. I knew he was going to be good in the sand. So um, it was a nice little battle. And I think it was good for his confidence, you know, coming into the season. He's kind of a privateer. He's got some support from KTM. Obviously, I know him a little bit better. I'm living in Quebec. Um, you know, I live there now. So I know him fairly well and uh, seen him ride a little bit. So I knew he was, I knew he was riding good. So it's, uh, it was fun. We had a little battle there. And then at the, maybe about halfway, I was able to, pull a nice little gap and was able to ride uh, kind of ride at home um but uh but yeah I mean it was uh, I feel like it was a really good weekend for racing if you were here for the weekend and could kind of watch on the hill and not get kicked off the hill I guess <laughs> um because you weren't supposed to watch but I think it was good for the fans that came out there were some good battles in our class and uh I mean it kind of shows what to come for the upcoming nationals from a lot of us and I mean, Cole's riding good, Tim's riding good, Sam Gainer's riding good, Tanner was riding good. So, I mean, it's, I feel like this year in the pro class, I mean, it's going to be another one of those years where it's going to be a dogfight in both classes. So, it's, uh, it was good to see. Yeah, right. Now, it was just one of those days where, uh, you know, you went 1 1, all ones kind of thing. And, and you're like, okay, yeah, that was a serious race day. And then it was like guys who maybe didn't finish at the front, like Cole Thompson, for example, would he be kind of saying things like, oh, no, it was only a kind of a one off race, didn't really matter. You know what I mean? You know how two different attitudes can change. So was everybody, uh, was everybody pushing it? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a local race. I don't think we're, we're pushing to hundred percent. Um, you know, I mean, injuries do happen, so we got to be a little bit careful not to, you know, get hurt, um, leading up to the season. Cause I mean, we're five weeks out or six weeks out. So that's important for us. Um, but I mean, where are we pushing? Yeah. I mean, we don't want to lose anytime we line up. I, like we don't, we don't plan on getting second place, you know? So, um, as racers, we always want to win. So, I mean, where are we pushing? Yeah. Will we push harder at the national problem? Um, but I think you get a good, you get your feet wet, you know, it was good to get a few gate drops in on the, on the 450. I obviously hadn't raced it yet. So it was nice to get gate drops in, you know, get a little bit more comfortable with it, have it in a race scenario. Um, so, I mean, I think for me, it was a productive day more in that standpoint, um, just to get that racing, you know, mentality with the bike. And, you know, I found a few things. I was like, oh, this is what I got to work on heading up to the season. So that was also nice. And, uh, and you know, we just keep moving forward and uh, keep chugging along. And, and uh, soon enough, we'll be, we'll be racing the national. And that's when, uh, that's when it really counts. So hopefully we can get some more one-ones when, uh, when the season rolls around. Yeah. Now being um, on a team and being around a team owner and stuff right behind you there kind of thing. Uh, have you heard things like, uh, are you still, we're all pretty confident that in July we're going to go racing and uh, we're all pretty confident with that. Yeah. As far as I know, um, I mean, Derek's pretty close with the, the guys with the series and stuff. So um, obviously as a track and a team owner, so, I mean, we, he's pretty transparent with us on what's kind of going on. And as far as I know, everything seems pretty good. Seems like the green light's kind of going for the season. Will there be fans? I'm not sure. 
on that one yet. That's kind of the whole question. I know I was talking to Kyle this weekend and they're trying really hard um, to be able to get some fans in for the race. And uh, so, I mean, hopefully they can pull that off. That would be great. Um, you know, have some fans coming out and enjoy the national and the racing with us. Um, I feel like it'll be weird without fans, but uh, if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. That's what they're doing for Supercross right now. And we got to get the racing in. So um, whether there's fans or not, we got to drop the gate and we'll be ready to go. Right, right. Yeah, it's a, that's funny. Actually, some of the Supercross guys came right out and said that. You, you realize how much you feed off the crowd when there's no crowd there. It's like it's, they really noticed it. Yeah, even as a racer, like watching the Supercrosses and you don't hear the crowd or nothing, it, it's just it's different. Um, I, some of those guys, I'm sure when you're up front and you can hear the crowd, like when we race arena cross and stuff, it, it, it does fuel you a little bit. And I mean, you can kind of see where those guys, maybe some of, some of them are a little more stale midway through or when there's a battle or something. So um, yeah, hope, hopefully we can get some fans. That's obviously the goal. And uh, hopefully by the end of the season, we'll be able to get some, some people out. So yeah. Right. Okay. Well uh, you're obviously you're in Ontario right now. You're living in Quebec. What, uh, What's the future for you right now? Like, what's uh, what's next? What are you doing here as we get ready? Yeah, getting ready. Um, just riding and training. Um, just putting the work, the practice track. Um, You're staying really... at Gopher Yeah, I'm at the Gopher right now. I've been here for the past, well, I was here from March and April because nothing else was open. So we actually had our practice track to ourselves and we had the sand track to ourselves too. So that was kind of, it was nice for us. It sucked for you know we're all kind of just riding and training together which is awesome so it's uh it's been working out well so far so we're just kind of keep the ball rolling i'm gonna go home you know go see the family my fiance and stuff just a little bit prior to season kind of recharge the batteries a little bit and uh then we'll be it'll be go time we got some a little bit of race bike testing and stuff to get done um just a little bit but um, just kind of the final touches, um, which, I mean, we've had an abundance of time, so it's not like uh, time has been an issue on, uh, on our end. So, uh, we're, we're all just kind of ready to go. Nice. Okay, man. Well, let's, uh, I think that's, uh, anything else we need to mention? I think we talked about just whatever, and that was great. Uh, I wanted to kind of certainly want to hear about the racing and stuff. It's kind of, uh, you know, we're all like just itching to get back and you want to hear how, how all our, how our top Canadians lined up and matched up with each other. So that was kind of fun, but what else you want to, I guess, obviously you want to thank your team kind of thing. We'll let, uh, how about you do that? And we'll, uh, we'll let you, let you guys get on with your evening. Yeah, obviously. Thank you for having me on the show and, uh, the podcast or zoom cast, whatever, you know, <laughs> we go, whatever we got to do these days, but, uh, thanks for having me. And obviously I can't thank my team, uh, enough, uh, Honda Canada, GDR Fox racing, um, all the guys in the shop, Justin, um, everybody putting in all the long hours and hard work, you know, to get everything ready for the season. Um, and if there's one thing I can kind of say to people who are going to be racing, Walton and go for upcoming uh, in the next few weekends, just respect the guidelines. Um, I mean, everybody, it's tough for everybody. I know it's not easy, but, you know, it's, it's not them making the decisions. It's, it's kind of higher up. It's Ontario. So you kind of just got to respect what they're saying and do kind of as you're told. If not, we probably won't have any racing. So um, we kind of just, we got to get, we got to get through it and, you know, get to the nationals and then uh, should be good. So yeah, I just can't thank everybody, you know, who's been supportive uh, with me too, my fans and uh, everybody. It's, I know it's had to be patient, but the season's coming up, so it should be good. And obviously my family, my fiance, um, just everybody who's kind of my support system, you know, can't thank them enough. And uh 
yeah, excited to drop the gate some more here soon. All right, well, that's cool, man. Hey, thank you very much for taking the time with us there. And man, next time we see you, I guess you'll be in, uh, well, it'll be like mid-season form because it'll be kind of what mid-season would be. But uh, yeah, good yeah. luck with the training and enjoy Ontario. And hopefully I'll have a bike of my own here soon and I'll be uh, bumper brackets and driving the minivan out there to do some, show you some, uh, show you some uh, fast lines. There you go. There you go. Inside lines, huh? <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks, Dylan. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. See you, man. Bye. Bye.